Hi, my name is Tom Alston. I'm the founder and CEO of Aeromarine Tax Professionals. Here on the Winning Pitch Broadcast, I'm going to tell you how it is. I'll be sharing the ins and outs of business management, improving your sales skills, building personal and professional wealth, and balancing it all with your personal and family life, excluding the part about balancing it with your personal life. Don't expect a filter because we're about to wrestle some feathers. Have fun. Welcome to this edition of the Winning Pitch Podcast. Our goal on every podcast is for you to listen to successful people and their stories and hope that you learn something from it that you can apply in your life so that you can become successful. First time I ever saw these two, Sarit was upside down with her feet on the wall. We were at the Mandalay Bay 10X Growth Conference. And I go, damn, that's a great way to get attention. And it worked because I've never forgotten it. And we, a couple of months later, we, be, we have become good friends. They've been on some other uh, webcasts that I've done. But anyway, what I'd like you ladies to do is introduce yourselves. For one, Tom. Thanks for making us sound crazy as if we're already not known for, for being hella crazy. So that just put the cherry on top. I love I, it. Yeah, I just pushed a little power to that rumor, which is absolutely true because I know okay. you're crazy because you have to be to be friends of mine. That's right. And thank you for having us. Yes. No problem. Something that we always say is, you know, like it, it takes crazy people to change the world, you know, and this is why we met you because we are a part of, you know, the 10X movement because we, we really believe in it. But, you know, truthfully, our business name is Improve You. And if you are actually able to watch us, this is our logo with the U going up. But truthfully, we, we believe in human improvement and we believe that you know the way in which you show up physically dictates your level of confidence in any area of life because when you meet somebody for the first time like even if they're a hundred meters away from you right whether it's you know for a date whether it's for a board meeting whether it's your teacher or whatever, whether we like it or not, like human beings, like, you know, we are evolutionary species, right? And our subconscious already makes this decision with regards to instinctively, like how you're going to like the person from a very first impression. Solely based off of a visual. Right, right. Before they even speak. So, you know, we're on a quest to help people find full confidence with regards to any area of their life by enabling them to have the foundation that will help them to transform their lives physically. However, something that we always say is that we are on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same movement, nutrition, and lifestyle habits that have transformed ours because, you know, this started from our own struggles and adversities. And, you know, looking back at life, we can see how much that, like not being confident, right? Like, especially as women has held us back so much. And, you know, once we figure it out the way and surrounded ourselves by the right people and have truly transformed our bodies, it's like the amount of opportunities that have opened up to us, the level of growth that we're able to see and experience in our mind is completely transformed. And this is something that we wish 
to help everybody achieve. And we believe that, you know, like physical transformation, especially a sustainable one is step one, because for one, it gives you a transformation of the mind. And for two, it gives you a level of confidence to execute any other area of your life, whether you want to be like, you know, like you want to change the world by, you know, taking us to Mars or whether, you know, like you want to meet the person of your dreams and you've had struggle dating for 20 years, whether you want to be a badass mom, it doesn't matter. Like you need confidence for any role that you play in life and how you feel about yourself is step one. So you three, you talked a lot about our business. Uh, I want to introduce who we are as well and how we came to this point. Um, because I believe the other part of your question. And so, you know, both of us had struggled for a very long time, years with our own physical transformations, yo-yoing in and out of different diets and different various programs and, you know, investing money in this and that and feeling like a failure because we were never able to really follow through and sustain the results that we were getting. And it was a real mental battle for, for years and years. And so, without continuing to be attacked by the curtain, I will continue. So in the struggle that we had within ourselves, mentally and physically and emotionally within our journey of a physical transformation, uh, both of us were overweight, um, not happy with who we were, knew we were capable of more, but just could not figure out how to do something that was actually sustainable to get us to where we wanted to be. And so as we learned from our mistakes and as we were able to it's essentially cracked the code to this sustainable weight loss and more of a, a um, emotional and mental journey as well. Then we're like, you're inspired naturally to help other people overcome the very things that you struggled with. And we say your mess becomes your message. Mm-hmm. And because we've been able to do that and we know that we do it very differently than, you know, all these other nutrition companies or coaching companies or, you know, nutrition plans or programs or templates. uh, And we actually have a sustainable approach. We are on a massive mission to get it to as many people as possible because we know we have the answer and shame on us for not doing everything that we can to share that. So what is it you do differently? There's a lot of programs that will give you a meal plan. You know, you've got to do X, Y, Z, you've got to eat this and eat that. And, or you've got to count your calories and track your macronutrients to the gram. And it's very much, the easiest way to put it is that they require you to change your entire lifestyle to fit the program rather than saying, Hey, like my life is going to be my life and that's not going to change. I need something that can mold to fit around that. Okay. All right. I completely understand because you guys, Julie is one of your students. So, and I'm amazed. I'm absolutely amazed. I tell her every damn day, I'm so proud of you getting up. And out of fact, I'll, I'll, to, to show how crazy I am, I wake up every morning. And by the time I get into the living room, all I hear is Aaron and Sari. That's amazing. You know, Tom, I want to add a little bit more to what Aaron said too. Uh, for one, I love what you said, but for two, what we do differently is in order for somebody who really wants a change to find full success, what they need is structure, support, and systems. We have a proven system. 
right? It's been tested on hundreds of people already. It started with ourselves, to be honest. Um, but we were our first success story, and then it just it kept on magnifying, right? People need structure, right? And in, in mainstream weight loss, right, all these conventional diets, the structure is given based off of limitations, right? Which, for one, mm-hmm. when you define an act based off of a negative connotation, what is the first thing that you want to do automatically? You want to self-sabotage. For example, right? if you're told you can't have something, then we want that thing. Right. We provide structure from a subconscious level that helps to promote doing more of the better things that you need to do while putting it in a system that we know works. So we progress each and every one of our people based off of the standard that we have set and we progress them according to how they're showing up and where they're at in their life. And also something else that you need is support, continued support because I mean, hey, we know that it's an uphill battle, right? Something that I tell all my students is that, look, the way that I teach you weight loss, it's simple, but it's hard. It's hard because it's a daily act. It doesn't happen in a day, right? Therefore, just like how life rolls, like life is full of shit storms. And excuse my language if this is a PG podcast. (laughs) If I'm on it, it can't possibly be PJ. You guys know that. You know, but the truth is knowing that that's how life rolls, right? Because we mold the system around your life to fit your lifestyle, right? You're going to need support. And we take a lot of pride in our support system that happens on a continuous basis. So it's like you have a structure, you have a system, and it's like you're going tunnel vision, right? Like the only way for any of our people to ever not succeed is if they fall off of the face of the planet. But first they're going to like, I'm going to fight to pick them up. They'll hear from us multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. You guys know about Cardone follow-up, huh? (laughs) So what I'd love to hear is the story that caused you to find this system. Where were you at in your life? Now, I, I think I heard Aaron say that you were both overweight were you guys at the same place at the same time? Were you both overweight at the same time or were one of you had already started this system and helped the other? We didn't know each other so much uh, okay. during individual struggles. We had met. Okay. Both had pretty decent habits already. When we were already on the uprise. Yeah. Okay. And improved since, but a lot of it is a change in perspective. Okay. It's Changing the way that you see certain situations, changing the way you see food uh, and your relationship with it, changing the way that you think about fitness and workouts. Like a lot of people think you have to be miserable to get results, and it's not the truth. But because there's so many programs that are like, for example, and this is not me hating because there are benefits to each and every one of these programs, but for the most part, the sustainability is so low. Um, so for example, you know, keto, the keto diet or intermittent fasting, which are the two like really popular ones right now. Um, they just, they don't, um, they're so dramatic that they're not fun. <laughs> You're really excited in the beginning because you have structure right? Yeah. You're like, you know what I'm doing, which is one of the things we was talking about. It's like you have structure, which is great, but when it then cuts into your lifestyle, 
right? You want to go to a restaurant or heaven forbid you ever want to eat a carb and not feel bad about it. Then it's like, oh, well, I can't keep doing this. And then oftentimes in women more so than men will say, all right, screw this. And then they go completely the opposite way, which was us too for a very long time. And I would say 95% of the women that we work with as well as has been their experience. Okay. The question. So take me on the start the story and tell me the story because people are looking for lessons and lessons generally tend to be found in stories. So tell me your story. So I would love to share it with you because for one, I think that we all, we were all, we are all on this planet because we all have a purpose, right? And the way in which the universe throws at you gifts comes in many forms and shapes and sizes. And that's why like something that I always tell my students is that the most valuable, valuable gift that you can give yourself, and this is taken from Oprah, by the way, so I must quote her, is time, right? Because when you take time to become in tune with the universe and what's happening, you're able to ask yourself the question, why is this happening to me? And what can I do with this? And, you know, this purpose, right, that came to me, came to me in the form of many adversities, right? So this journey started with, you know, an uphill battle in in my younger teenage years, um, as a byproduct of being a fat child, you know, growing up, I was overweight, I was always made fun of, I was ugly, I was weird, I, I just always listened and paid attention to what's happening around me. So I didn't have very many friends. However, going to middle school, I was very upset about the entire situation, right? I was like, I don't want to have that same reputation in, in middle school as the fat, ugly girl, right? So I, I took it upon myself to, to go on a diet at the age of 12, not knowing anything about nutrition. I, you know, I stopped eating hot dogs. I'm from Israel, so like shawarma is like a a delicious meal of like meat and pita and tahini. I don't know if you've ever tried that. Like the weekly McDonald's and every day after school, like we had a massive cupboard of chocolate. So like, I was like, you know what? Like, why don't you just like cut the crap, right? So I cut the crap and, you know, like I started dropping weight. Like that summer I went from being like, fat, right? I had a nickname. It was called Shmendoza in Hebrew. It's a nickname for a fat jellyfish, right? Okay. Basically, that's what I looked at, like round and small, right? Like fat jellyfish. So I no longer looked like that going to middle school. However, I do have an obsessive mentality. That's a disclaimer. So I was like, all right, like, I'm gonna, my girl. I'm like, okay, so like, I, I cut out the crap, look at what happens. What do you think will happen if I start to cut out more? So I basically started cutting out like, food out of my day, right? And I started working out more. And you know, I got to a point of malnourishment, you know, like, if you want to generalize, like, put me under the category of anorexia, right? Um, however, I do have a Jewish mom. And you know, a close friend and mentor of ours have told us this. What is the difference between a Jewish mom and a pit bull? Do you know? There isn't any difference. <laughs> eventually, let's go. <laughs> right? So my mom, she picked up, a, I, I, I tried to trick my mom, right? But she's smarter than, than me. 
So she picked up on my bullshit and like I would garnish plates because I wouldn't eat and I wouldn't tell her I'm not eating because again, she, she's like a pit bull. So then she picked up on the fact that I wouldn't eat anything and that I used to give my lunch away at school. So she, at the time we lived in Jamaica and my mom told me, Sari, like if you don't, like if you don't, if I don't see you eat right now at this very moment, I'm get, like, we're all going to go back to Israel. And I didn't want to break my family again because my dad had worked overseas when I was a little child. So I was like, all right, whatever. I'm going to, I'm just going to eat this again. Obsessive nature, right? I have no self-control. So what do you think happened? You, you continued eating. <laughs> yeah, there was now no stop button, right? So then yeah. for like 10 years, I was, th- I was like this, right? Like. Monday. I lived like that. So yeah, I understand it. It's crazy. I was dancing anywhere between a size four to a size nine until one day, the, the scariest worst day of my life. Right. And that was the day that led me to my purpose. It was three weeks after I had graduated from college. My mom gave me a phone call and she was bawling on the phone. And I was like, what's going on? I knew something happened. I could just feel it in the, in her energy. And she's like, Dad got a heart attack. We're not sure if he's going to make it, but they're going to try to fly him on a medical plane to Israel. He worked in Nigeria at the time. So my student visa had just expired. I was in so much fear for my dad, his health, my family. And I felt that I had this obligation for my family. I bought a one-way ticket to Israel because my, my visa had expired. I knew I, I was going to have to figure out a way to get back, but I'm like, right now I need to focus on my family. Where were you going to school in the United States? Yes. In New Jersey. Yeah. And I remember when he was flown in a helicopter, so they had three stops. So I, I had made it from New York to Israel before the hel- helicopter made it from Africa to Israel. And I remember it was a Friday night. I'll never forget that day. And I remember seeing him reeled in and it was just like a cluster of emotions, like gratitude, fear, and frustration, right? Like how the heck did he like choose this, like all the, made all the decisions that he made, like to put us in such despair right now? Like, does he even know like how we're feeling right now? Um, felt the guilt for actually like asking myself these questions, gratitude that like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe he's still with us. Like it must be a miracle. Right. And I had a deep heart to heart with myself, like, you know, sitting right next to him when he was laying down in bed. And I knew that I I have a lot of common traits with my dad. Right. And I I asked myself, Sri, do you want to do you want to be like this 30 years from now? And I just remember all of the emotions that were rumbling in my stomach. And I told myself that if I don't start changing my ways, in this very moment, this is where I will be 30 years from now. Was your dad overweight? Yes. Extremely obese, extremely stressed out. It was very much lifestyle related. Yeah, it was all okay. lifestyle related. That day, I took it upon myself to start doing research with regards to how to eat healthy instead of obsessively dieting all the time. So I started having this mental shift. And it's crazy because when the student is ready, the teacher appears, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, luckily I had figured out my way back 
to, um, to the United States. I went back to compete in tennis. That's what got me there in the first place. And back then I didn't know how to train at all. I was just a fitness fanatic, but I didn't know how to train. There was a group of dudes like extremely like strong fit and humble. You think that they're like the scariest thing ever, but to me, they're like brothers and I will forever be grateful for them because they fired up the flame. And they walked up to me one day, I would run for like miles on end on the treadmill. And they're like, man, like they would just see me. They're like, she's running to nowhere. And like her body is not changing. What are we going to do with her? So one day they walked up to me and they said, hey, we want to teach you how to train if you're really serious about it. And if you are, then meet us tomorrow at 7 a.m. So the gym on campus was 30 minutes from where I lived. I had no car back then. It was like cold New Jersey winter. I live in SoCal for a reason. I woke up early and took my happy ass to the gym and my life has completely changed. They, they taught me how to train right. And I started thinking about how can I feed my body in a way that fuels me instead of just focusing on calories, diet this, low sugar that, blah, blah, blah. So like it was all like a mental shift to a point where when I was going to, for my master's degree, um, I ended up writing my master's thesis, which actually upset all of my professors because I was studying about the pharmaceutical industry, right? It was biomedical ethics. Um, and I negated everything that they said because I, I found my passion through my own journey. My thesis ended up being self-care is healthcare. And that's when I, back then I was just into fitness, but then when, when I was a personal trainer for a long time, I also realized that like, man, like I have some clients who show up, come to train with me three, four, five days a week, and their body is not changing because the minute they leave the door, they do whatever they want. <laughs> so we, we wanted to help more people really just transform their life because fitness was not enough. And in order for you to sustainably uh, feed your body well, you have to think a certain way. So truly, this was, I, I feel like, a, a way longer story than expected, but it was like kind of like every single life experience came to me for a reason, and I'm just grateful that I was in tune enough with the universe, I'm not even sure how, to be able to figure out all these signals and turn them to, to my advantage. But my goal is to help every person achieve a life full of freedom starting with physical freedom so that they can live their most badass life and be free to do whatever they want, whenever they want, with whomever they want. And I believe that step one is health because self-care is health care. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for telling me your story. And Aaron, tell us your story. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm normally to the side because I'm, I'm listening and doing other things at the same time. <laughs> That's my true confession. But, you know, I have similar checkpoints to Suri with different details. And for me, I just remember, I don't know where I got the idea, but I remember feeling disgusted with how my stomach, specifically my stomach looked. And I don't know where I got an idea of why it was, why I thought it was disgusting. I was never really like a big um, reader of like magazines or anything. So I don't know where, I think I saw the movie Blue Crush or something. And I was like, I want to look like Kate Bosworth. 
And now I look back and I'm like, well, but anyways, I don't know. I think maybe that's where it came from for me initially. And, but when I went to college before college, I had played a lot of sports. So I never really cared about what I ate. I played basketball. I played soccer. I did track and field. I skateboarded. I snowboarded at actually like high competitive levels. And so I never really thought about what I ate. I would eat Taco Bell three times a week. I would eat ice cream every single night. Then when I went to college and the cafeteria, I lived on campus and you could just eat unlimited. So I did. Duh. What else do you do? do? Uh, And I love sweets. So I would always go grab like four cookies and a cheesecake and whatever else. And then all of a sudden I wonder why I weighed even more. And so I remember going to this supplement store one time and I got these like diet pills and I was like, I'm going to take these. And I was like still living at, I, I was actually in transition from living on campus to living back at my parents' house. And so I remember hiding them. I was like, I don't want anybody. I don't know why I needed to feel embarrassed, but something in me told me I need to feel embarrassed about wanting to lose weight. And so I was taking these pills and I was trying not to eat and I love to eat and I get really cranky when I'm hungry. So that didn't work for very long. And then I went to the gym and I was like, I'm just going to go run on the treadmill. I ended up hiring a personal trainer with money I didn't have. Because if we talk about the value of investment, you can call me dumb or you can say I was in a good position to be dumb at the time because it was something that really helped me in my journey. Um, However, I learned a lot of things not to do also. I had a very good trainer. She was a phenomenal mentor. I became a trainer uh, in the beginning of 2009 because of my surroundings and everybody was doing this figure bodybuilding fitness competitions. That's the route that I went. Okay. I severely dieted for about four months and I got to the leanest I had ever been. I felt amazing about myself physically. I felt really good because I was being very disciplined and I felt like I was earning something, which is an amazing takeaway. But the moment after I stepped off the stage, I struggled for five years with disordered eating patterns because I was so strictly regimented and it was do or die that that's the only thing I had in my mind was all or nothing. And so the only way that I knew how to get lean because I had gained 20 pounds in one month after I got off stage because I could eat anything and everything I wanted to. So I did because I had deprived <laughs> myself for four months. So I was like eating Starbucks, like scones, not even hungry, just eating. Right. And so I gained 20 pounds in a month. And then the only way that I knew how to get lean again was to do what I was already doing. So I would go back to that and I would restrict and then no wonder my body would want things. And so then I, I did the yo-yo thing and I found the sport of CrossFit. I would say it wasn't CrossFit that really changed it for me. It was my mindset in the way that I'm very competitive. And I noticed that when I would eat things that were not helpful for me to perform well and feel fast and feel light and feel strong, I didn't like that. I felt really slow and sluggish and like heavy. And so I was discouraged then to eat those kind of foods simply because I wanted to be the fastest one. I wanted to be the best one. I wanted to be the strongest one. And so I knew that I, I had to eat the best things for me to do that. And so uh, that's really what started the shift for me was just that perspective of like the same with Sarit, like the counting calories and tracking all this stuff versus 
focus on the quality of what you're eating because if you're eating good things, the portion, though it matters, does not matter to the same degree. You know? So if you're eating pizza versus if you're eating a chicken breast, like I dare you to eat too much chicken breast before you just get sick of eating it. You know? Careful, I might take that challenge. <laughs> because, I mean, if you're eating pizza, but like, oh, pizza, yeah. And normally you're not just eating and watching TV or socializing or doing other things, but you're mindlessly eating. And that's I understand mindlessly eating completely. I've been as much as 300 pounds in my life, so I know how I got there. I remember you saying that. And, and there's a difference, and that's one of the things that we teach too, is how to be mindful. Because simply adding in that element makes you, like, it's a light bulb. Like, it makes you realize, like, oh, my God, I didn't even know that I took bites of my kids' leftover PB&J four times a day. Or you know, had this snack or that snack or snacked while I was cooking or, you know, got McDonald's for my family, but ate half of their fries on the way home. You don't even know you're doing it. And so one of the things that we teach is that, is that mindfulness because it just, it, without telling you to stop doing something, it just kind of opens your eyes to the fact that you're doing it. And then it's your idea that that's yeah. probably, so that's my story. Completely understand. That's your story, huh? I'm sticking to it. You should share with Tom when back in the day when when you did bodybuilding and you had like 60 minutes oh, yeah. to eat all the shit, like what would you do? Yeah, so there was a point during my training where you would have a cheat meal. And this is a really good, like I'm glad you brought this up because this is one of the things that created a monster in me is that my trainer told me like I was training five days a week at one point. If anybody in, in personal training sessions are like 65 to $75 a pop. So if you want to do the math, you can do the math. But I was uh, given a, a, a 60 minute window each week. If I had earned it, if I had done everything I needed to up until that point, which created discipline, which is good, but it also created a habit and a cycle and a monster. Cause I was going to earn that cheat meal every single week. <laughs> so in 60 minutes i was told you could eat whatever you want are you saying 60 60 or 16 60 one hour okay so for one hour and maybe her framing like her word choice needed to be different because if you don't know like i also have an obsessive personality if you tell me i can eat whatever i want in 60 minutes and i have not been eating anything like you bet your ass I'm going to go ham, right? And so I would plan it out like the whole week of looking forward to it. And I'd plan it out like, where are we going to go? Red Robin, I'm going to get the California chicken burger and I'm going to get the steak fries and my ketchup and then I'm going to have a milkshake and then I'm going to bust my ass home so that I can have ice cream. And I was like, try to jam. Like, I kid you not, I probably had 10,000 calories. Like there were times I almost physically like threw up because I ate so much food. And there's been times in my life where I've eaten so much that I, all I felt like doing was sleep, <laughs> but yeah. I couldn't sleep because I had so much food packed up in my digestion. And your, and your heart rate goes up and you're like sweating. Yeah. yeah. So that was the cycle that I was in for like four months. And so after you do something for that long, it legitimately becomes a habit. And so I would, I would binge eat every single night. And it was like a battle. I like, I felt like I was in food jail. 
Like I couldn't say no. It was like had control over me. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Wow. Wow. But as difficult as it was in that time, like I saw a counselor like trying to get over this shit and as difficult as it was, I'm grateful for it because I realized how many women actually struggle with that. And I now can help and I can relate and I can say, I know where you're coming from and I know the solution. So how, how many, how many clients does your business have right now? Oh my gosh. It depends on, so we offer a few different products and programs. I'm not looking for detail. Just guess a number that you, people who use lives that you guys know that you've affected. I'm going to do some quick math. Okay. I like quick math. It's okay with me if you do it in your head. (laughs) We've had, we've had about, we've had about 20,000 people sign up for a free program that we have that we offer. Um, I don't know how many of them follow through. So that's why it's a gray area. Um, we've had several hundred people do, um, like smaller transformations. We've had nearly a thousand people do kind of low dollar products that we offer online virtually. And we have about 85 women in our like high ticket. Yep. Yep. A few men in our high ticket, like one-on-one coaching right now. So, so you still have people who, who you, who you're actually making contact with that you're training too. In person? Yes. We have that too. Yeah, they're Absolutely. like family though. And we don't, yeah. It's not really part of our, our business too much as much okay. as we love these people, we care about these people. The time per amount of help we can give somebody just doesn't make sense because yep. we can do it, more with that same amount of time for more I run it. I run into the same problem coaching people or mentoring people that just get, it's so much easier to do it in a, in a, I hate to say this in a Zoom call where you're talking to 50 people or 100 people or a thousand people, uh, it's it's not as intimate, but it's a better use of my time because I can impact more people. And then, are you guys? How are you guys going to scale your business? How are we scaling it? Yep. Uh, we have a, a couple different funnels, so we have a couple of different free offers that we have. Um, and really the funnel is just to pay for the ads that drive people there. Okay. We've done a webinar. So we have an evergreen version of that, which we're working on optimizing, uh, and figure out the ad situation and how to get them to convert the way that we want to every degree, which all this all sounds way easier said than done. (laughs) <laughs> then, I agree. then it's a matter of, you know, pumping more money into the ads to get more people to just see who you are. We offer a lot of free things, you know, and the reason that we charge a little on the back end, if people want extended products or services, which are all helpful, then that allows us to be able to pay for more people to see who we are. If we have the answer, we need as many people as possible to know that we exist. Right. That's the obscurity problem. Right. But to also answer your, your question, and this is for anybody listening who is like, wow, this was way too technical because you went technical on it. We are, we're working on leveraging in a few different ways and we are leveraging a few different resources, money and scale, because we, we created an ultimate transformation Academy program. That's Mm -hmm. the entire Academy of basically we took my brain 
and we turned it into like a, a step-by-step system that's all like electronic and delivered on the internet so it's like me coaching you but you going at your own pace all it's you a have digital to do is, course right it's a digital course <laughs> so that's one way that we're going to leverage our time okay. um, the other way in which we're leveraging our time is we are training coaches and to, salespeople and salespeople to of course learn how we do what we do so we can basically duplicate ourselves mm-hmm. so okay. our within the next year to have three of us on each department so that we can start taking a step back um, and and work more on the behind the scenes stuff um, and just create even more omnipresence. But right now we're just like doing it all. I understand. I understand completely. Yeah. It's a journey. Yeah. Yep. Are you having fun? Yep. Yep. So worth it. It's very (laughs) It's insanely gratifying. Yep. So I think there are YouTube videos that Julie is doing with you with the the, the workouts that she does, what I think is five days a week. And I I thank you for giving her the discipline. It it could never come from me. It had to come from someone else. And first of all, I'm not an example of being very disciplined, but I, you know, I thought, because she had a goal of losing some weight, and I thought that by giving her a prize, and I told her I'd take her to Italy if she made a certain weight goal and kept it off for 90 days, and that didn't help. So, But you guys you guys are helping her a lot, and I, I'm, I'm pushing my own personal acknowledgement and power to you for because I am so, so grateful to you guys for doing that. I see that you're doing that specifically for her. Yeah, I'm not going to say sorry, but she's going to earn that trip. Yeah. Oh, she could do it easily. Like, of course, you, you know what her goal is, is to go to each little restaurant, drink too much wine, and eat pizzas. <laughs> oh, you know. have the tools to be able to enjoy that trip, but come back and not sabotage herself. Yep. That's the best part. Yeah. And I, I, I want to give props to Julie for a second, because you said thank you for giving her discipline. Now... I believe that Julie came to us already disciplined. Julie just needed the structure and the support. Mm-hmm. Okay. My, my, my wrong use of the word. And she's taken on it. And that's why she's showing up because she already had it within her. She's just like, just show me the way. And we're like, here is the way. And she's like, okay, now I'm going to do it. Yeah. 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 That's the reason yeah. I fell in love with her. Aww. So Sarit and I are always sending little funny little jokes back to each other. I just, I, I will cop to that. And you got to do something to lighten the things up. But Grant's always very entertaining. And, and as you guys are, I'm, I'm glad to have you all in my life. It's, uh, it's, it's been a great journey. And the accumulation of, of new friends for me is because I tend to be a hermit. I, you know, I come from a very large family and I almost never talk to my mom or my, my dad's dad, but I have uh, five brothers and two sisters. And one of my brothers just recently passed away, but I, I, I just got to a point I wasn't interested anymore. You guys are all had complaining, whining shit, and I don't want to fucking hear it. It's, you know, it's, it, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do something here. And, and I believe that I am on this planet because I did something wrong someplace else. And I think everybody on this planet 
has been sent here to be punished. And what we've been punished for is having a good time, being communicative with, with each other. And that somebody's trying to force me to be quiet and sit down, and I'm just not going to do it. I, 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 I rebelled when I went to grammar school because I didn't want to be controlled by nuns who thought it was okay to grab my ear and hit me with a large stick. And what the morning that I threw a nun on the floor because she grabbed my ear was me declaring my freedom. I'm, I'm not going to put up with this shit. It's just, you know, fuck. You, know, you drafted me into this planet, but I don't agree to live by your rules because, you know, I like to live by my own rules. So anyway. Amen. I love it. So either one of you, if you could look back into what you know now, talk to yourself at 12, 13 years old when you were in this other body and had all these other concerns, what would you say? I would honestly just say, shit's going to be hard, but you're going to get through it. I wouldn't try to change anything that happened. I truly love where I am at. And I know that every single, every single day, every single choice, every single moment, every single struggle that I've had has put me where I am. And I, and I don't want to be anywhere else. So I would just tell myself, shit's going to be hard. Life's hard. Get the fuck over it because you're not going to die. And when you do, it doesn't matter anymore. So get over it. <laughs> How about you, Sarit? Mine would that thought right there that made you that little grin. I want to know what that story was. So the, it's kind of like it, it's a mix of two, right? And and this is actually how I've been living my life. But if if I was to go back to my 13 year old self, for one, I would tell myself, be patient. Had I been more patient from the start, I wouldn't have all I wouldn't have had all this like up and down. It's because I was so impatient. I wanted it real quick. But if you had all that, you wouldn't be where you are now. Right. But also my other thing is is that people in your life come for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And that is something that I've lived by. I really believe that connection is currency. And that's why all of my relationships, be it with my students with Aaron, with my mentors, I hold on to deeply because I truly believe that the people that you surround yourself with or the people who choose to surround yourself around you are there for a reason. And for me, like as a mentor, shame on me if I don't, you know, deliver my gift onto others. It's, uh, it's like, I know that that's what I'm meant to do, but also like, you know, for every single connection that I have with somebody, like I always try to find like, like, why are they here? Like, nothing in life in this universe ever happens by accident. So for me, it's, it's always like, you know, hold value to all of your connections, right? Like, they're all going to have a different meaning to you. But know that there is a meaning to it. It's up to you to create something great because of it. Cool. I was asked that same question once, and what I th when after I thought about it, I started to answer one way, and then I just realized I'm kind of happy with where I am now. So if I don't know which of all those horrible things and all those good things really had an effect on it, but they're all part of made up who I am or how I think today. So no, I don't want to go back and change it. I might be sorry for some harm I've created for someone, but if maybe the guilt of doing that has been part of why I am what I am today. So, and I don't really know. 
and I don't want to start all over again. So I'll stick with who I am. Perfect. Yep. And that's why, you know, you're just, man, you're such a unique individual. Like we all are, but so many people just, you know, choose to hide in their shadows and you're just like, Hey, like, I'm going to tell you it as it is. This is me. And take it or leave gonna, it. Right. Like, take it or leave it. And, and, and that's what we really love about you is that you're just so, like, upfront about it. And that's how we operate as well. But, you well, know. And honestly, when we coach people, that's, that's where we want to get them. Yeah. That's the confidence level we want them to be at. It's like, I am who I am. I know that not every person in this world is made to be around me. And I'm not made to be around every person in this world. That's why we're different. That's why we connect with different people. And so I am who I am. And if I can genuinely, authentically be 100% that unapologetically, I will find my people and it will make me so much happier. Yeah. Well done. That's what I appreciate about you guys. So uh, I think we're, we're pretty close to ending this. Is there anything, any piece of news you'd like to share? And remember that I hate to scare you to death because I know what, chicken shits you are, but you realize that if at some point, seven or eight billion people are going to see this. You want to tell the whole world. Tell it right now. Here's your chance. Shit's going to be hard. Just keep moving forward. And I will say this too, just so that, you know, th- this is accountability, that we're on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same movement, nutrition, and lifestyle habits that have transformed ours. Something that we hear a lot of time. Wait, can we say that together? Because it's really cool. Let's yes, let's do it. We're on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same movement, nutrition, and lifestyle habits that have transformed ours. But, you know, something that we hear a lot in our industry is, is that I'm not ready to do this right now. So my message time. to you is that the best time to start anything is now because you're never going to be ready. You just have to prepare yourself to be ready when shit hits the fan. And guess what? Mm-hmm. That shit's going to happen every day. So if you know that you would like to improve your functionality and how you operate as a human being on a physical and mental level, then all you got to do is just Go to improveysolutions.com forward slash fun um, and you can get yourself free access to our 14-day Rise Above program, which, you know, you will learn so much about yourself and your body and those 14 days. And just a full disclaimer, of course, um, because we know the value of what we offer. Like, yes, you will have offers in the back end. So if you're like, wow, this is great. I like more help then you. You will find a way to connect with us. But, you know, truly we do this because we know that we have the message that the world needs to hear with regards to that. And shame on us if we don't provide everything that we can in order to help anybody who just wants to better their themselves know that, yes, there is a way to be out of it. We know what it feels like. We've been there, but we can help you. And that's what we're here for. Great. And Aaron, I want to thank you for staying on camera for this entire podcast. I did good. You did great. You did awesome. You guys are both awesome. That's why I love you. You have such a valuable message to to bring to people that don't hide. Get out there and just stick it in their face because if they don't like it, I don't give a shit. Do you? All right. So 
Last message I have for you guys is I'm looking forward to seeing you around Christmas time. So don't break my heart and not show up. Yeah, we totally are. We totally are. Yep. All right. Thank you for your time. Oh, no. This was easy. I can talk to you guys for hours and hours and hours. In fact, if it wasn't for the fact that I'm supposed to be on with Grant in a few minutes, I would have continued to this to be the longest one that, podcast that I ever had. But <laughs> it, it's just we got to keep going. I don't know about you, but I'm I'm starting to find my limit on the amount of Zoom calls I can do in a day and still do my job. Fortunately, I have nine or 10 other people here to keep the phones ringing and do the consulting work. But I like this part of the business. I like meeting people like you guys. I enjoy it. I get like to give you an opportunity to help promote yourselves. I like to give you an opportunity to share your stories with the world. And if anything changes and you want to update it, just call me back and I'll have you on again. Okay. Perfect. Oh, I love Thank it. you so much for having us and giving us an opportunity to share the message. That ends this issue of the winning pitch podcast. I want to thank my guest, Aaron and Sarit and, and forever. I have gratitude for Dallas who without her to schedule and fill my calendar and then come in here and turn on the links. I'd be lying. I could probably figure out how to do it, but I'm too lazy and I'd like her to do it anyway because I like to, well, never mind. Thank you for all of your time and uh, that's it for today. So, adios. Well, that was fun, wasn't it? I'm invested in your business and personal success and I hope you found this episode of the podcast insightful. If you or your business is ready to grow, check out my website, 10 Excellence. This is the way that you do that. The number 10, then xlenz.com. Be sure to follow me and send questions on Facebook at Arrow and Marine Tax Professionals and on Twitter and YouTube at Thomas Alston. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on our next episode.